1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: This is
3: Danny and Dusty.
2: Merengue tang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new.
3: With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the fan man, Hera.
2: All those monkey sounds in there and called good. The,
3: the old funky. Danny Meringue pie? Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The fan. Good afternoon. Happy Tuesday, everybody. <laughs> there he is, Danny Morang. Uh, Jeff Rust is over there as well. How are you, Rusty?
4: I'm off the injury report today. Good. Oh! So that's good.
3: Look at that. It's not a three day hangover, <laughs> no. just a two day. Way to go, bud. Hi, babe. Way to go. It's good to see you scratch from that uh,
4: injury report. Yeah. I'm very happy for you. Um, Bloody Mary? No. No? Okay. I'm not a bloody Mary guy. I don't like to eat my drinks.
2: I'm, listen, I'm no, there's hasn't there's never been a time in my life where I've thought a bloody Mary sounds good. Yeah, it has never I, sounded good to I, me. I, I don't
4: like the whole hair of the dog
2: idea, nor do I like the taste of a bloody Mary. Well, well there's well. where we differentiate there. I mean I yeah.
4: Cl- clearly I'm a hair of the dog guy. Yeah, I, I mean
2: I I get it. <laughs> I to each their own. I've I have I have dabbled and it has never worked out well for me. Yeah. Hmm.
4: Yeah. Most often it just kind of extends it another day. But, you know. I,
3: uh, you hear the dog guy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if I really need it, but I am a Bloody Mary guy though. Are you? Yeah. I love Bloody Marys. They're great. I see. If you have a good Bloody Mary, it's, it's fantastic. The worst is like, if somebody's like, oh, you need to have this Bloody Mary. And then they put you like a V8 with some vodka in it. No, that's, that's garbage that you're drinking there. See,
4: you days. I never liked them, but I was always told I made a fantastic Bloody Mary.
3: Well, it's that is great. That's what,
4: what, like... what are we working with here? Oh, you just, you, we had our spice blend. I had like some black pepper, white pepper. There was some chili powder in there. I think some uh, celery salt. Um, a couple other spices, I forget. See, that's, that's the thing that gets me is I don't sure. I always put in a little dollop of like Dijon mustard. Mm. See, this is like these are all things that I like, but when you
2: mix them into alcohol and vegetables, it's so good. No, maybe it's because I've thrown up so many different vegetable combinations. The idea of adding it on top of the alcohol that's already bothering me
3: is just a No, m- you never, you never, never have a bloody, like, middle of the day or in the evening. It's a, it's a morning drink. It's your first, it's your uh, introduction to no, the I'm, drinking. No, I'm, I'm talking about
2: early, mor- like, the, not early morning, but like morning to early, like, early, like, lunch. Really? Yeah, it's just like, no.
3: Oh, it's great. Never, never. It's a great start. Now,
2: I have seen the, um, the Bloody <laughs> Mary that goes the completely other way that has, like, the, um, the skewers of every meat and hot oh, dog yeah. and corn dog. Like the, they had one of the ballparks we were talking, about, I think it was a summer had a, yeah.
4: like a bacon garnish. No, it
2: was that, it was a carnival. They had the, uh, well, probably somewhere like Iowa. Yeah, I think is what it was. But they had the Bloody Mary, like a pitcher for the mm-hmm. parents. And then on the skewers was like an entire like A corndog. Like a whole yeah. like pretzel. dog pretzel. are great. Everything yeah, you for, can the for the kids. It was like, oh, it's perfect.
3: See, that is great. All of these things are fantastic about You, you guys are all saying just great things about Bloody Mary. Nothing bad here. I, but, but see, all good it hits, vibes about it. When it hits it my stomach, great? no. Nah, all right. Well, may, hey, to each his own. Yeah. Um, as this texture says, maybe you're a mimosa and tiny cracker guy. (laughs)
4: What's wrong with a mimosa? I mean, which you I'm not just running. had your fruits with your alcohol, yeah, I, so you're I'm like not running from that.
3: You're just throwing like some strawberries into your champagne in the morning. Hey, mm-hmm. ever
2: had ever mm-hmm. had a nice little peach Bellini in the in the afternoon? Uh, no. Yes. It, oh, see. Yeah.
4: That's no, you, I have not. Oh, dude, Bellinis with brunch, absolutely. Right. Oh, one of the last times out of breakfast, yeah, I had the uh, the mimosa flight with four, four oh, yeah. mimosa flavors. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: And that's how you have a two day hangover.
2: Kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anytime you have the flight. It's yeah. uh, you can lead down well, that they're path. They're little,
3: they're little, itty bitty. They're you know, they're, oh, they're cute okay. little harmless
2: mimosas. Nah, the mimosas will sneak up on you. It,
3: Champagne gives me headaches.
2: i say the the uh, the mimosas that if that's one of the drinks that you don't think will yeah. get you, it will sneak up on you. Like oh, yeah. if you do it, like, like what you did, you, you do a brunch up. and yeah. you have, I don't know, you have three, four mimosas, no big deal, and you're sitting there after you're done, you're going. I've made poor life decisions. Yeah, but
4: that flight of like four, they're kind of mini. So it, it turns out to like a mimosa and a half. Mini, air quotes. Yeah, a mimosa and a half. Yeah, all <clears throat> right. Quite two. Uh,
3: I've got serious business that I need to talk about. Not mimosas. No, this no. is. I, I think somebody should go to jail. Oh. For this. No. Not this prison. Taking quite a turn. Not prison, but jail.
4: Oh, okay. So it was just county mm-hmm okay yeah two very different worlds yeah
3: yeah we were talking uh super bowl plans uh-huh the super bowl notoriously kicks off late afternoon right yes afternoon
2: as one does 3 30 ish
3: yes 3 30 my daughter has a basketball game at 3 30 on super bowl sunday
4: stop it
3: yeah yeah wow Ooh.
4: That's that person's who either, is your daddy and who does he work for? Yeah, that yeah. person's either evil or just a, a, a grand oversight.
3: It, it, I think this is. I think this is. I think we're in grand oversight territory. here. I can make people disappear, but I, I feel like that is, <laughs> this like a jailable offense here because I, now I'm like I'm getting I'm like, hey, sweetie, uh, daddy's not coming to basketball because uh, <laughs> daddy's gonna work. <laughs> Even if I didn't work, it's Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. And it's like those that one day where like it is always, like this past Sunday, I DVR'd uh, and I was very upset because she had same game time right when the Niners-Cowboys kicked off. It was actually really good because I could fast forward through commercials. I caught up right at the beginning of the oh, third God. quarter.
2: I love like DVR and something and being yeah. able to avoid the time necessary and being able to fast forward through stoppages and commercials in NFL games. Yeah, you condense that that thing to, like, 44 minutes, man. It, it was great. It, it's, it's
3: great. And when you catch up at the end to live, like, hey, all right, now we're talking here. You can't, can't do that for a Super Bowl. No. Day. And it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's not the divisional round.
2: It's the division round. I'm with you, but it's you will have game. all of the pregame. You will have all of halftime.
3: No, you like know it, it's so. I, no, but those are all things that you you need to watch because you're doing a radio show the next day, yeah. oh, where it's not right. just the game, it's the commercials, commercials. it's the halftime, it's it, all of that. It's content, it, it, baby, It's
4: everything. Let it, me. I know
3: this, but I mean, yeah.
2: I was trying. I was trying to not. That's hurt all, you
3: here. No, no. I want to hurt you're, you more. Okay. No, it's not hurting me because I'm not going. <laughs> And I told I told my wife I was like you, we're just lucky that I'm not coaching this because coach wouldn't be there. Right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would I usually like well, just show
2: up and everybody's gone. We're just to to this coach. One.
3: Yeah, I'm not coaching this one because uh, look, I'm not going to be there. This is not okay. I've never seen anything. I was just, I was floored by it. It's flabbergasted. See, this is a potential. Pit,
4: this is a potential pitfall that we have to watch out for every year because our daughter's birthday is February twelfth. Mm. Oh. oh. Yeah, so, football you know, theme birthday. You know, in terms of like, yeah, party planning and whatnot, We got to we got to make sure we do our homework.
3: Oh. Uh, how do you do that to parents? Is my question. Like that seems it seems evil.
4: Is what it is. I mean, it's an American is what it is. I remember several years back I had to go to a wedding and it was the uh the Oregon Michigan game. Oh. During it. Yeah, that sucked.
3: In Ann Arbor or in Athens? I don't remember. Either one. It was a long time ago. Those are both good games. <laughs> you know. Uh, that's the, If it was the one in Otson, it was where they say it was the loudest Otson's ever been. Yeah. Lloyd Carr said, uh, great teams go to die at Otson Stadium. It's a great line. Isn't it? It is. It really Lu- is. It the loudest place he's ever been. Um, and then, obviously, if it was when they went to the big house, you have Dennis Dixon's Statue of Liberty play. Winning it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Right. But uh, you missed it, though, so. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs>
2: Have you ever missed a game that you were, like, something absolutely otherworldly tremendous happened and you just could not watch it for whatever reason?
3: Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming a lot. A lot of those games. Yeah. Yeah, like, are you talking like a major event, like a yeah. Super Bowl or something? No, well, I, I'll tell you this much: I was at a wedding on New Year's Eve, and I, me and the guys next to me, we still found a way on our phones to watch Ohio State miss that field goal.
2: Perfect, As, <laughs> you got you got the moment. <laughs> yes. So I got that one. It was funny. I, I went at uh, the uh, the Niners playoff game. We had the Blazers game at the same time. I got to the parking lot and it had just kicked off probably like five minutes before. Security guards out there just completely paying attention to absolutely nobody, and I did not care because you know why his head was down in his phone. and I, but I and not this way, not the mm-hmm. vertical way, yeah, sideways. sideways. You know what he's doing, yeah. I go, score porn oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I go, what's score? you still still zero zero, yeah, five minutes in. Here we go. And I was, and he, he just kind <clears> of, <throat> yeah,
3: I don't know, I don't know. This is imagine how, like how, a- we, how
2: we used to live like heathens. Yeah, you had, to, you had to go to work and work and not watch
3: whatever sporting event was actually on. Well, that's one thing I dislike tremendously about uh, work. My Xfinity app. Oh, oh, the is that home? you? You, Ugh. you can only watch the local channels in your house. No. Why do I have this stupid app? You know what?
2: We can go. Like, what are we doing? We'll go a step what further. What are we
3: doing? It's, it's and a- then if even if you DVR it and you want to fast, you're like, I'm DVRing it. Nope, you can only watch it if it's in progress at home. What? Yeah. It, this
2: is it, it, so stupid. It's local guideline rules are driven by by sports leagues. And here's a stupid one. Okay, but, wha- but, but, but why? Yeah, I know. Here, here's a very stupid one. Last night, the alternate broadcast with Bill Walton was on. They had Phil Knight and they had Adam Sandler. Oh, was, how was that? Oh, I don't know because it was blacked out. Oh, really? Blacked out in Portland.
3: Wow. <laughs> that seems like a big miss to have all of the people who are Very Portland centric on that broadcast. For everybody else to see and enjoy.
2: (laughs) I was like, oh, you know what? Let me go and see. I wanted to see how absolutely insane Bill Walton was going to be with 85 year old Phil Knight and then eight crazy nights, Adam Sandler. Like, let's see. This is going to go off the freaking rails. And I go, let me try and get this. Because. Thankfully, the Blazers over the years have improved their Wi-Fi to work. Like we watch football games.
3: Right? It's great. Yeah,
2: like because like, it, it used to suck. For those that don't know, this is a very much inside baseball, very stupid, menial thing. The Blazers Wi-Fi was the worst Wi-Fi on the face of the planet for but a fans, decade.
3: Fans know that too, though, because they the, before they had the old Toyota in an arena oh, Wi-Fi God, there. Yeah, uh, it was really bad. Yeesh. It's still it's the no matter what they do though college football games. You can't have good Wi-Fi. It's ridiculous. It is insane. Like if you go to a football game, no matter where you're at, there's just too many phones, and they they try to put in all the towers. It doesn't work. Yeah, it never works.
2: It. But it's all it's all very dumb. But I, I say let's say that I was like, oh, let's turn on Crazy Bill. Even though I can I can't hear what he's saying, I can put the the subtitles on, and I can kind of gather what Bill's talking about. And, you know, and just going off on some weird tangent.
4: Have you ever flown into a volcano?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, exactly. Like, which that would be like the one of the best subtitles ever that just pop up underneath. Like, wait, what? <laughs> but I didn't That's know fun. because we could watch it. And I, I started thinking about it. I'm like, maybe this is what the Blazers' way around this because they couldn't have been thrilled to have Phil Knight appearing on a broadcast featuring their
3: team. Well, I mean get over it i mean yes but <laughs> I mean, also still nice. maybe be,
2: maybe be like you know what we do have local blackout
3: rights maybe we should not enforce those yeah yeah um petty games between billionaires so was there any feedback on that bill walton broadcast or I,
2: I know a few people that were able to watch it but i haven't
3: been able to talk to them yet so oh
2: i did get home at
3: uh 12:30 so
2: i wasn't wasn't making a whole lot of calls on it
3: yeah i wonder how that went because what the what the even numbers were on that because i'm I'm not imagining that people were flocking to the app, and I wonder what break even is on something like that because they have Benetti doing play by play they have Bill Walton on it,
2: Phil Knight Adam, Adam, and Adam Sandler
3: yeah, but I, yeah, I don't think you're paying those guys to do it no they' probably just, you're calling in your favors not only like that they're probably they probably like Bill well yeah, yeah well, I wonder what the Adam Sandler. Well, Bill's parallels. an
2: LA guy. Adam Sandler's a huge pickup guy.
3: Like he well I know he's a basketball guy and he plays basketball all the time, but But I, he play, like he plays know. with like
2: old pros all the time, so he probably runs in a lot of those same circles as Walton. I'm I'm, I'm being serious. <laughs> you know
3: what? that would be the most Adam Sandler's to go out and play guys like Bill Walton's age and be yeah. like this is the group I can run with. I, I know
2: he's called like when he <laughs> <clears throat> he has come up here when he's like working on something or whatever and uh they'll go play at the MAC. Mm. But I know former Blazers have gone out there. And and played with him. Can't like not stop me, Ice Man. Like he'll, he'll he'll call like TP and Holton and those guys, and and they will go like they will run pickup with him. Well,
3: of course. Why wouldn't you? It's Adam Sandler.
2: But uh, actually, he's like he's decent. Yeah. Every, everybody I've ever talked to you said he's he's a
3: decent hooper. Do you think he does the old uh, like uh, TP is better? No, Michael Holton is better. <laughs> if they're like ha- if they're going off in in a pickup game, he goes oh, Billy Madison on him. Stop looking at me, Bill! Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) I hope so. I hope so.
2: (laughs) That'd be fantastic. I mean, why? If if for no... I
3: mean, listen, I'm just saying... When he's lacing up, he's like, I got my shoes tied tied. (laughs) tight. I hope I don't get in a fight. Oh, back to hoop. Back to hoop. To prove to my fans that I'm not a fool.
2: (laughs) I mean... There's just no, it does got to be part of this, right? Like, I mean, you can go play with short white guys anywhere. The whole idea of playing with Adam Sandler is that you're probably going to have some fun.
3: Right? (laughs) Yes. Sure. Dance. I guess. Dance for me, Adam. (laughs) Give me something. (laughs) Yeah, come on. Make me laugh, clown. Exactly. Make me laugh. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right, let's sports, shall we? Uh, Blazers had a Bill Walton broadcast, and uh, we won't talk about that. But the Blazers won a basketball game. And uh, a win. Whee! That's (laughs)
2: new. Do I need to slap the surprise out of your mouth? Mm. My goodness. (laughs) A win, question mark? Well. It's the Spurs. Yes, it's a win. As
3: well, it's bad not act like that wasn't in question heading it, into last it night. It was
2: not in question. That is the one game that I was like, I don't care how bad off this team is right now, that the Spurs are
4: bad. They were still tied at 74 They won half-time. by 20, Rust. Uh-huh. It was still tied at halftime. 20.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean. And if they kept, realistically, they could have won by 40 if they had kept the guys in last night. I mean, it, it was not close in the end.
3: Uh, no, it wasn't. And I appreciate what the Spurs are doing.
0: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown
1: Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.
3: On the
0: fan.
3: I appreciate the hustle of the San Antonio Spurs, man. Uh Greg Popovich Like 98% of the game, he's just sitting on the bench, kind of just sitting back, relaxing almost.
2: Pop is living his best life, man. He in the pregame was incredible. In, in all timer press conference,
3: this is the thing about Greg Popovich. I've said this for years. I thought he was salty old curmudgeon. And when the play, the Blazers played the uh, Spurs in the playoffs, how long ago was that? I was like um, a decade ago, probably. When You got embarrassed. Um, but when they played them in the playoffs, it was incredible. The cameras would be like in the hallway after shoot around or out in the arena, in the arena bowl. And he'd just sit down in his chair, or whatever. And, uh, he would be bsing, you know, making people laugh, joking, asking, you know, the San Antonio reporters about how their families were, you know, talking to people about, um, you know, his vineyard, which is in the Willamette Valley. He owns a vineyard, um, in talking about all of, you know, the goings on and what they're doing in Portland. And then the second, a TV camera turned its lights on, he would go stone cold, be quiet, not talk. Only when only when the cameras and lights mm-hmm. were on, though, like it was the damnedest thing. It was the most incredible thing I've ever seen because he, like, you want to talk about how a guy builds up goodwill in from the people that cover the team. He is a very personable guy. It is just why put anything else out there mm-hmm. that but, I don't need to.
2: He'll he'll give you what you need or what you want off camera.
3: And then when it comes on, just on to Cincinnati. Yeah, he,
2: he Belichick's it on camera. The difference is, is Belichick doesn't give you anything. Yeah, ever.
3: He is, <clears throat> uh, and this is he probably does. He is living his best life because I think he. This is if you were to ask him, probably something that he loves is having a roster. I mean, look, it's literally just about hoop and development. It. it it's not about winning. No, it's about making players better. Yeah, and
2: he's he's in a place right now where he he's I. I I would say he's genuinely happy and like, you you know, you can t- <clears throat> tell a guy looks like fulfilled. Yeah. He looks like he's just fulfilled.
3: Yeah. He's, okay. uh, yeah,
2: Realistically, I think that he could hang it up right now, midseason, be done and be totally happy with his life and huh. go do his wine, which is out in Newburgh, be more than thrilled.
3: I think what he is, I think he wants to see this thing through though. And then he, I think he, w- he probably will because, yeah. look, there are some – they're not good. No. They're not good. No, but they're, here's the thing. They're not good, but they're well coached. I love Jeremy uh, Sohan. Oh, so much fun. Which his name it throws me for a loop every single time. It's not Sochan. Nope. Jeremy Sohan yep. is – he is a blast to watch play. Not just because <clears> he does his hair like Rodman. He wears 10 in San Antonio <laughs> like Rodman. But he plays like short, a madman. He plays like a madman, like Rodman. But he's also like you can tell he is so his basketball IQ is off. He's the a super computer. He's a
2: he he is so raw, and yet I, what well, I think he still finished like eighteen seven and five. <laughs> like he was just and he's everywhere. Yeah. I, um. I, I talked to some folks into uh, about him coming out as a uh, scouting wise, and they said that he came off the bench because he was a guy that they they he played so hard he would burn himself out. Yeah that's insane like they, they were like look we can't start him <laughs> we, we have to regulate him because that's a hardy place
3: that's great that's yeah, that's a guy you love like but if it's that's your problem
2: like, with him like and and I, and I can't emphasize this enough not only is is he that kind of worker and that insane and that kind of after it and care that much about basketball this is a guy who checked his ego so unbelievably fast in the NBA he's not hitting free throws a yeah. month into his NBA career and he goes what do I need to do shoot one-handed
3: that's one of the coolest and he's things I've 80% seen. Eighty
2: percent since he switched,
3: and it's really, it's really weird the way that he does it because it, it's almost as if he does it one not to get his guide hand having any contact, it. yep. but it's also like a rhythm thing mm-hmm. how he has that ball and then the way that he can just kind it up, of pick it up, it and, scoop it, and shoot it. Yep, it's it's rhythm based and it. It just blows my mind why poor free throw shooters won't go for any style. It's
2: it's nothing. Shaq has said it a million times. It's all ego.
3: Yeah. Well, hey, guess what? Your ego is the one tarnish you. to your legacy, yeah. Shaq. Like if if Shaq could shoot free throws, there'd be absolutely zero holes in his game.
2: Yeah. Oh, if Shaq could shoot free throws, the the points he would have put up are just obscene.
3: Nasty, but um. Anyways, enough about the Spurs, who are just this weird, fun team to watch. You got Keldon, uh, Big
2: Body Johnson, and they suck. Yeah, they're 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 super fun, but yeah, though they're 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 really far away.
3: Very very bad. <clears throat> the Blazers won last night, it, but here's here's what is also cool and why I think Pop is relaxed. One more thing on the uh, Spurs is it's like. They they're doing the Blazers thing, you know the drill. Play hard for a half, and then whatever happens in the second half, uh, who cares? You know, and playing hard with this version of the Spurs and the Blazers right up their alley was no defense in the first half, mm-hmm. but the second half the Blazers you actually saw a little bit
2: of uh there was some fight and, and they tightened it up. And it, for everybody who's freaking out about it, like they're, they're keeping pace with the with the Spurs. The thing you got to remember is they just got their ass kicked the night before by the Lakers. Yeah, they're in a back-to-back. The Lakers and the Spurs are two of the fastest-paced teams in the NBA.
3: Yeah, it's. <clears throat> and I'm not
2: and trying to make excuses for them. Mm-hmm. They, let, they win that Laker game. This this Spurs game probably still plays at the same. Legitimately, they're going to be tight in the first half because the Spurs are well coached, and they run.
3: Yeah. They
2: there's so many possessions in that in their games. They run more than. Anyone?
3: Yeah, they play that defense though. There ain't no D. No,
2: no, and then the, the Pirtle's the only guy, and he got in foul trouble real quick.
3: Yeah. Um. But it was it was good to see. And there's no sweeping generalizations when you play quite literally <coughs> the worst defensive team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um. You beat one of the worst teams in the NBA. But it was one thing that I, I think was reassuring for for me at least to watch with that Blazer game, and really the only thing that you, you walked away from was like, "Hey, at least it was good to see like the ball go through the hoop." Honestly, <laughs> to the tune of sixty percent from three. And,
2: I mean, legitimately, yes. <laughs> it's <was> Great. <clears throat> you wanted to see the ball like Ant continues to find his shot again. The, the one thing I noticed about him last night was that his footwork was starting to look a lot cleaner than it was over his last couple yeah. weeks. Um, he got called for a couple of travels, well, not a couple, but a handful of travels over the last week or so with that little pitter patter. And it's just, his feet were a mess and on his drives, on his catches stepping back. And I, I think he just was in his own head in the last couple of nights. He's been able to clear that up. And it, it's much easier to take small wins in a win. Yeah. than it is to take small wins in a loss. Um, I thought Dame's floor game last <laughs> night was incredible. He could get whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he, he's sitting there reading the defense. You know, the, the defenders are coming up. To,
3: what, what do you got? It's just the Spurs suck. No, no, they do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. He's one of the best offensive players in the NBA, and it's like, yeah, the Spurs are terrible. Yeah. he can get whatever he wanted, but
2: you can see the mental side of the game. Yeah, which you want to see that because that starts trickling down. Because the thing I think the Blazers need to figure out between now and the end of the season is who's the number two. I, is it? Ant is it? Jeremy.
3: I think it's it, the way it looks like. Jeremy, the way that these Jeremy's one of nine last night and was a complete and total non-factor. Yeah, he just uh, he had yeah,
2: well, one of those yeah, nights.
3: He had an off night, yeah. just like the off month that Anthony's mm-hmm. had.
2: But uh, the same thing it's trying to figure out who that guy is going to be. Yeah, because I think the the thing that we sometimes take for granted, and I I I don't necessarily take it for granted, but I I kind of always rolled my eyes at it. Really, the first couple years was that the Blazers would do whatever they would do for the first three months of the season. And then like around the trade deadline, they'd rip off 10, 11, 12 straight. Mm -hmm. And it was nor it became normal under Terry. Yeah. and It was all very dumb because like, where was this before? You know, that was always the, the, the common refrain. And like, which version of the team are you? The one that closed the season incredibly well, or the one that waffled and wavered for the first 45 games.
3: Um, I think that it was ultimately a little bit of both. A, a, the truth always lies somewhere in the middle with the the Portland Trailblazers, and it's no different right now. Yeah,
2: and as that and that for everybody freaking out. I know I, I sound like the optimist right now, and I hate it because it's so against what I truly believe and feel. <laughs> but they're thirteenth, and they're two games out of sixth. Two
3: what? Two games out of sixth. <laughs> Uh, That is very very dumb. Yeah. Well, no. Oh gosh, they are. (laughs) Yeah, I'm
2: I'm not kidding.
4: Wow,
3: that's incredible.
4: Four games out of four.
2: Yes, it's. There are two teams in the West that truly are taking off: Denver and Sacramento. Oh, Sacramento might.
3: (laughs) I love Sacramento. They're they're a
2: super fun story. I love the Fox and the Ox. Like the Uh, Bee. And listen, it's the best marketing campaign in the NBA. Whoever got did that, that, like, legitimately. I hope it's some like 27 year old kid who came up with it and they should give him like a $200,000 bonus because the amount of exposure and like 50 cent is their fan. Now like, he is, he is like their celebrity fan quick name, a King celebrity fan other than 50 cent.
3: Wait, we're calling 50 cent who it's 50 cent who wins the last time like 20 years ago. Hey, he was popular. Quick name the laser celebrity fan. Uh, Kelly O'Coin. KD Lang, KD Lang. Okay, let's put Storm all, Large. Let, let's
2: put all of their Twitter, uh, Instagram followers together. Do you think they d- they they twenty Listen, Ian Carmel goaded. Love him.
3: Um, I'm trying to think. But here. This, this is what I'm saying. Uh, Portugal, the man. The the whole band. The itself. whole band. Okay. Yeah. What's
2: yeah. his name from uh, Modern Family? Ty Burrell. Ty Burrell. Ty Burrell. Is he? Yes. He big Blazers fan. Neil Everett. Big Blazers fan.
3: The team pays him, though. Yeah.
2: 50's 50's got a little bit more exposure. That's all I'm saying.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. We
2: can mock 50 all we want, but he's still bigger. But um, the bigger test for Portland is tomorrow. You get the Jazz coming to town.
3: (laughs) Yeah, they do have the Jazz. Sorry. I'm now looking up uh, uh, followers. Portugal, the man, has 119,000 followers on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, 50 Cent's got $12.7 A <laughs> <sighs> uh, little bit. A little bit. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they should have a 50 Cent halftime show then. At Smoothie King Arena? No, no, wait. That's uh, did it? Yeah, no. Sleep Train? Did they already rename it something else down in Sacramento?
2: Golden One Center.
3: Golden One yeah. Center. And they actually had um, what is Golden One? I don't know. Is that a bank? Probably. Sounds like it. Yeah,
2: but they did have uh, they had credit union. There you go. They did have a halftime show at old hip hop group, and one of them was in a knee brace earlier this year. <laughs> God, who? Uh, oh, it was Ying Yang Twins.
3: Yeah, hell yeah. They had the Ying, Ying, wait, we, the Ying Yang Twins have a song that they can perform oh no, in front of a Oh, no, they did Window to the Wall. <laughs> they it,
2: it was great. And he's out there with a gray beard and a knee brace getting low.
3: <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Might reminds um, me of a new addition on New Year's Eve. <laughs>
2: oh, no, this was a good, this was good Like, I watched the whole thing. I was watching it on League Pass. I was like, this is incredible. I need more of this in my life.
3: Uh, This text says, only one of them was in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, uh, Katie Lang. Nope. Nope, that was not Katie Lang. Mm. It was 50 Cent.
2: 50 Cent stuffing himself (laughs) into that bulletproof vest was the highlight of the Super Bowl.
3: And just surprising everybody upside down.
2: (laughs) Blood rushing to his face. His head looking like it's about to explode.
3: that. That was the greatest halftime show. It was that was a fantastic halftime show. It was great. Oh, it was, the,
2: it, was it was incredible. Okay.
3: All right. Uh, um, oh, all right. Yeah, Yingying Twins perform
2: season opener for the Sacramento Kings.
3: Hell yeah! Well, that was weird to see Lil John at the uh, at the Chiefs game on Saturday. See him performing no, at I, halftime. I didn't notice that. Yeah, he ever like half the stadium left, and he was it was basically an empty stadium. But he was he was sitting there singing, singing his songs on on the sideline. All at right, the Chiefs game. Apparently, he's a big Chiefs fan. Figured he'd have been a uh, Falcons fan. Yeah, I mean, he's an Atlanta guy. Yeah,
2: you'd think. But then again, no. the, the the Falcons sucked for a very long time.
3: Yeah. All right. We can, I we need more we need more acts coming into halftime shows. I like want it's a county like, fair.
2: Like yeah, no. I want acts who, who are fans of the franchises to go do them.
3: I don't. I you know what? I would like rival washed up acts. So you're playing the Lakers, you bring up whatever uh, 98 degrees to do a a halftime show at the Blazer game mm. while the Lakers are in town. So if the music is bad and you don't like the Lakers, you can just boo. Why is
2: 98 degrees catching straight here? How, Nick Nick Lachey is a saint.
3: I feel like he's a Laker fan. Wow. Yeah, I feel he, like I mean, he's a Laker you fan. You can't be
2: that handsome in LA and not
3: be a Laker fan. Bingo. I know he's a Bengals fan. So he's not he's he's totally from soulless. Yeah, he's okay. from Cincinnati, he's and, from Ohio. And if
2: you're a Cincinnati fan, like you're, you're allowed to like have one other sports franchise outside of where you're from because you have suffered for so, so long.
3: So, so young. So, so long. All right. Um, <clears throat> the moral of the story, the Blazers beat the Spurs last night. They time. beat
2: the Spurs. There's some positive things to take from it. You, you don't care about the score. You don't care about the box scores. What you care about is taking care of business, getting Every your mind day. right. Oh, there you go. Getting your mind right and heading into a game... With a, it's, it's a palate cleanser. That's well, get, what the
4: Spurs were last night. They were a mm-hmm. palate cleanser. Have mm-hmm. an ant bust out of a slump. Yeah. You, know, you had a great game from Nurkic.
2: Dane has a rough night the other night against the Lakers, then comes back and has a tremendous floor game. Like, Nurk had a monster box score, but I well, don't think he really played that great. I think he just beat the hell out
3: of Zach Collins, which, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did that in practice for a couple years, I'm <laughs> sure. It looks like San Antonio's been <clears throat> rough on Zach.
2: I mean, it's San Antonio. You can only Riverwalk so many times.
3: Let's not act like Portland is L.A. or Miami here. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, what do we do? Like literally, one of the starting players for the Blazers just tweeted, "What do you guys do when the sun's not out?" <laughs> I will say this:
2: the only thing that I would say in 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 this here or in this regard for Zach, Zach's kind of like an EDM househead.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Not a whole lot of that in old Tejas.
3: Yeah, you can get that here. You can get that here. Yeah. You can get
2: a little spice of that life.
3: Oh boy. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> Molly and lifestyle.
3: Ooh, here we go. This. I'm. I'm. Let's lean into this one. Oh, let's go. We got. Texture says. How about uh, BTS, the Korean band? They love Lillard. If they we do. Can, if we can lean into that relationship. Mm. They try.
2: They listen. They've tried to angle that. That's the most popular group in the world. In the world, world, the most dynamic fan base that has ever existed. You do not want to piss off that group. Yeah, it's terrifying. So, uh,
3: we need to have that.
2: The Warriors have, have taken it. The Warriors claim their stake there.
3: Well, they can't just... They, they can. Well, they love Lillard, though. I'm just saying. All right. They love Steph, too. Maybe everybody started playing better because... Um, of BTS? Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Or maybe it was because of these trade rumors. Chris Haynes with an update uh, on, the, that. on the NBA trade buzz coming out. Uh, let's jump on that because it's not just Blazer-related, though. Boy, he had one line. In his report today about the Portland Trailblazers.
2: Mm -hmm. That is
3: pretty, pretty interesting. First is Jeffrey Rust with a Catalina wine mixer shirt with the Sports Center update.
1: This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan.
3: All right, 503-250-1080, that is the fan text time. Y'all are on fire on this Tuesday, and I like it. Whee! Um, Dana Carvey apparently is a Blazer fan. Yeah, how about that Garth? That's a big one. I didn't know that. Yeah.
2: Why didn't Uh, he have games
3: ever? Yeah. Well, because he doesn't live here. All right, uh, Chris Haynes has a trade buzz in his NBA notebook today and a little bit of his surrounding the Portland Trail Blazers as he kind of goes through the list he kind of starts off with uh the Blazers and it, in the grand scheme of things it's it's like a uh, three paragraphs on Portland and it's all stuff that you just kind of go huh oh yo know, no way the Blazers are struggling they're not very good wow uh they're looking to make moves but there is a little bit but wait, there's more. Yeah, there's a little bit uh, that that kind of catches your attention and catches your eye um, of this. It says, you know, it says the whole gist of it is that the, with the trade deadline approaching, they're listening to overtures from other teams, which, okay, we would like it to be being aggressive in, in contacting other teams, but they're listening to Overtures, and this says the organization remains committed on being opportunistic and creative in trying to surround franchise star Damian Lillard with a roster of competing with the best. <clears throat> there are no plans to tank this season. Okay, so you got that. Mm -hmm. With a revamped cast entering 2022-23, the Blazers had high hopes of making a deep postseason run. Portland has lost 13 of its last 19 games, tumbling to 13th in the Western Conference standings. Uh, Shooting size and depth are areas of need. Wow. Shooting, size, and depth. Those are three things that are in Portland Portland basketball. Portland is dead last in points off the bench, 24 points per game. But what I think that the interesting part of this is that Usually, it is, when you see those things, it will be, and they, this has been in the past, it was building around Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Mm-hmm. And even when these, remember, when these reports were coming out last year, right before the trade deadline, it was Damian and CJ, Damian and CJ. And then all of a sudden, it went to just Damian Lillard. <laughs> and CJ went, whoops, right out of It's weird. It's almost
2: like getting rid of the GM that refused to trade, CJ McCollum, changed that whole entire thing.
3: Now, what I find it very interesting here: you go and facilitate a trade for Jeremy Grant, and you go and you give a hundred million dollars, tant. Uh, and usually, like you would hear those guys, and, mm-hmm. and there's always a mention of a core. There's no mention of a core in mm-hmm. here. It's just surrounding Damian Lillard, and I think that's the fascinating part about about this report because every team wants to make sure they don't ruffle the feathers. Of any of those guys that, that they feel are in that core.
2: No, and here's the thing. I've been told by by people around the team, by people around the league, that the core of the Trailblazers is, is Dame Ant Grant Shaden. No qualms to be made about that. But also I've heard around the league that the Blazers have are open to offers on everybody but Damian Lillard. And what that tells you is that you have a GM right now who has said he's willing to take risks. Yep. And you can't take those risks if every single piece of value to you is off the table. So they're willing to listen.
3: I absolutely love the fact that that is kind of the framework of what people around the NBA are hearing from Portland. And when they say, you know, Portland is listening to overtures from other teams. Look, they're going to come after guys like Ant or Jeremy. Nobody's going to be picking up the phone saying, hey, I'll take Josh Hart and Nurk off your hands for our best player. No. No. With a, what, You will have to give up value to get value in return.
2: And I don't think the Blazers are actively shopping. And hell, I'll say it. The Blazers are not actively shopping and Anthony and Simons and Jeremy Grant.
3: And, that's why listening to Shane
2: Overtures. Trump. But that's the difference. Yeah. I do believe the Blazers are actively shopping Yusuf Nurkic. Okay. I've heard that around the league a couple times already. And I don't think it's any coincidence that Nurk's play, with the exception of last night, took a pretty decided crater
3: a week ago. And this is where I go to. I've always said, like, back when CJ was on the team, too, I said, you know, Nuck was—Nuck. N- Nuck if you buck. <laughs> Nuck if you buck. Uh, it was Nurk, the King King
2: Twins that got you.
3: Nurk was like a puppy who you needed to scratch his belly and you needed to make sure he knew he was a good boy. And C.J. was a cat, right? Where <laughs> C.J. was just like... you, Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Let him do his own thing. Show him a
2: little bit of love too much, though, and he will bite you. E-
3: exactly. He may no claw bellies. you. No belly scratches. Uh-uh. Just let him do his thing. And Nurk is still, Nurk is still that guy. And if you... And, and if we're hearing all of these things about Nurk and the Blazers actively shopping him, you know his agent is. You know that he is. <laughs> you know who his agent is? Rich Paul. And at that point, what happens is you're not, you're not keeping him engaged. This was the whole reason why uh, D- Denver got rid of him, right? Was he, he would <clears throat> go into these funks, yeah. and we've seen it over his time here, yeah. and this has been consistent over his career, of he gets into these funks, and it's hard to snap him out uh, uh, of them.
2: And I know everybody's like, well, why did you re-sign him? Because they needed the salary slot. They mm-hmm. needed a $17, $18 million salary slot. And the thing is, of course. Nurk is not a top 10 center, but he's right there. He's the, he's the Derek Carr. He's the Dak Prescott of centers. Okay. I think that's like the direct line of like, he's good. Yeah. He's better than most. How many guys are realistically better? Like to get better than him, you have to get like better, better. And it's, it's a pretty decided line. Like there's a lot of guys you can make arguments for around him. Like the Jakob
3: Pirtles of the
2: world, uh,
3: Clint Capella and here, here's the thing about that in kind of, when you said the, you know, the Derek Carr deck of, of centers, it kind of just got the, the wheel spinning though, that, all right, well, and what are those teams going to do doing those quarterbacks but, right now? But hold on. That's the most important position in all of sports. The thing about it is if you had like a top 12 to 14, 15, 12 to 15, probably put him in that range. Mm-hmm. You know, if you had a top 12 to 15 center in the NBA 20 years ago, it's yeah, a different world. you were, yeah, yeah. That that position has been diminished so much because of you know the the style, style of, of the play. game yeah. yeah and it's changed so much now that it's basically like you know all right you got the t- twelve to fifteenth best running back in the NFL what's that Is, does that get you all that excited where no. one, once having that you'd be like hell yeah we do but now no, you're like, like... <laughs> and right, realistically, disposable
2: what the Blazers like the the way that the, the the centers are tiered now in the NBA you've got Embiid. You've got Jokic. Those are two. Yeah. the The next group down, you've got Ad and Sabonis. Mm-hmm. I I put those guys together, and bam. I don't think Cat's there anymore, but particularly with the injuries. But if you're going to go like a next step down, you're looking at Cat. You're looking at Lowry, Porzingis, Aiton. Turner you know what I should Miles
3: I, Turner where do you put Miles Turner in? Turner's that, in that group who's available yep yeah.
2: I, Uh I should say uh, Jaren Jack or Jared Jackson Jr. is up there with uh, the 80 group yeah he's he's a dude
3: when healthy yeah
2: <clears throat> when healthy and not fouling out but like, he's probably gonna be defensive player of the year uh, Evan Mobley is in that in that group who else yeah um, Jared Allen is in that group uh, Gobert is in that group. I'd say probably Nick Claxton is, is probably right at the tail end of that group.
3: You're not... And by the way, we're off of the AD group. You're in the... Yeah, the, the next, next group. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah.
2: And then you get into what I would call like the Nurk group. And I, I've taken out off like 10, 10 guys. And you start getting like 11 to 15. Okay. And that's Nurk. That's Jakob Pertl. That's Vucevic. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. Like...
3: The goggles alone would get people excited.
2: Uh, absolutely, um, you know what? I, actually, I should probably put Brook Lopez up there because he's also the, vying for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, then, like, they're in this like l- group that leads to like a big drop. Yeah. And I know this sounds weird, considering Thomas Bryant just beat the hell out of him. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get to like the Thomas Bryant's, Mason Plumleys, Kelly Olynyk's, Mo Wagner's, Isaiah Stewart's—like young guys and veterans. It's kind of like you can you can. You can squint and see him as starters, Mm -hmm. but they're like they're they're stopgap starters. Nurk is Nurk is a a starter, a no BS starter. He will start on almost every team in the league at center. He's a step below absolutely starting across, but it's that his his faults, his shortcomings are so exacerbated by this roster and. Going off what players and execs and and people around the league have told me, what they expect Portland to do, what they think Portland's trying to do, what Joe Cronin has said publicly, they want to get bigger, longer, Hmm. more athletic. Nurk is not athletic. Nurk is not. you, You can play one coverage with him. You can play one offensive style with him. I genuinely believe that they would trade Nurk for a lesser impact guy in what he does if it meant they got somebody who's a consistent, rim-running, defensive, switchable big.
3: Who is that? We'll talk about it next. Danny and Dusty on The Fan.
1: Just take those old records off the shelf. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan.
3: Lang, rim-runner. Who is that? Uh... At the trade deadline here in the NBA. Chris Haynes, who has a post up on BleacherReport.com, the real interesting line in his his write-up on the trade deadline as it pertains to the Blazers is that uh, they're listening to overtures, and the only player named is just building around Damian Lillard. Every time you hear it with the team, they will make sure you know Exactly who the protected guys are. It sounds like Dame's name was the only one that that uh, that made it to this article. As they're listening to overtures from other teams and, and what other teams are offering. Uh, but as it as the conversation we were having, I mean, it really comes down to can you improve your starting five at this point? With maybe Nurk and Josh Hart are the two names that pop up the most in these trade deadline conversations. We started talking about Nurk and his his lot in the NBA and. You said you would like to see a guy who has length and can and be a rim rummer and maybe is not as important on the offensive end, but defensively can get it done for you.
2: The name I keep coming back to it, it ultimately is is it's Orlando. Like if they if they really want to make a splash, it's it's Wendell.
3: Wendell Carter Jr. He's well, good. I think man. he's a
2: very good, very, very underrated well, player. He's not he would not be cheap. Okay. I I don't think it's costing you Simons or Sharp, but I it would definitely cost you real draft capital do you want to unprotect your pick for Wendell Carter Jr.? I don't know. That's that's a big question to ask, considering mm-hmm. how three games could be like the difference between 6th and 13th.
3: What does... Okay, this is my thing with... They have got so much length on that Magic roster. Jonathan Isaac is, is just... Just came
2: back, and he looked very good.
3: It's been like two years since they've had him. Three. It, it hasn't? He's been out 906 days. Oh, jeez. Um, but he's 6'10".
2: And six ten with the potential of a defensive player of the year before he was injured.
3: And then you have Wendell Carter Jr., who's six ten. You have Paolo Boncara, who's six eleven. You <laughs> Mo you Bamba, have, who's seven one. Mo Bamba Bulbul
2: Bulbul seven two. Uh,
3: uh the Mo Va- Wagner and Franz Wagner six nine uh, and
2: six ten. Okay, they're they're the biggest team in the league by far. They're, it's not even
3: close. They're starting five. If with, with you have Fultz, Gary Harris are, are the two shorties on the, mm-hmm. on there, and they're both, six
2: foot four, and Fultz is like six five. Fultz is a big
3: kid. Then you go six ten Wagner, six ten Banquero, six ten Wendell Carter, mm-hmm. uh, coming off the bench six ten Jonathan Isaac, seven two Bull Bull, seven one Mo six ten mm-hmm. Mo. Uh, Mo Wagner, Mo Wagner, and then you have Jalen Suggs, who's six one ish, coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Or no, they have oh, no, Suggs five. No,
2: Suggs is six five.
3: You have uh, Suggs at six five, and then Cole Anthony, who's six two, who is uh, yeah six two. Yeah. They don't have like By a golly. They don't really have
2: much of the six six to six eight, but they have the the six nine plus in spades. Yeah. So there's an opportunity there, and I think Bamba would probably be the sweet spot.
3: Okay. Oh hey, Mo Bamba, your guy.
2: I think they might circle back on him. Okay, I think Nerlands Noel is a guy. All right, I think in the, there's a relationship in Detroit, so that makes sense. Um, you you get a little bit cheaper,
3: but uh, there's injuries and a guy that he's just been oh, sitting.
2: He's just been sitting on the bench. He just hasn't been playing for them.
3: Yes, but you have an, an injury, inju- extensive yes. injury history.
2: I mean, it's not like, we're not talking about Nerlens, but then like you know pillar of health
3: and what's incredible is that I, I mean he's only 28 years old you, he's been in the league for a decade
2: you get a guy who <laughs> here's he's, the
3: thing he's, I, would, I would have guessed Nerlands Noel was like 32 33 years old he's 28 <laughs> drafted in 2013 and outside
2: of his his limited seasons or where he's been injured he's basically a guy who finishes at like 72% at the rim okay mm-hmm. do you know what Nurk is no, do you want to know what he is this year? Absolutely. Right now, he is in the twenty fourth percentile at sixty four percent.
3: Okay. And that look, there is a lot of plays that it, it, I, we were texting last night about this. There was a play where he got he got the ball on a pick and roll through the lane, and corner defender came came to help and overshot him, and instead of just going up strong, maybe dunking it,
2: mm-hmm. he, he turns it over or not turns it over. He turns his hand over, turned his hand over, and, and tried he, to avoid contact. When, when scooped it.
3: Yeah, and it and made, it almost rattled out. It made the look much harder. But then he was he was wanting a call on it, and it's like if you you go like, if he were to understand how big and strong he is, and just go up right, it's, it's and the, finish, it's the That's it right there. Like, I mean, the way that that injury happened, look, the, the, the ankle. Here's the thing, the man, leg.
2: I, I, I having experienced something very similar. I it's it it's not on your mind, but it is. Yeah, it, it always is. And because Nerx was so innocuous, and it was a jump two feet into the paint. Yeah. And it's, you just can't get over that. You can't. No mas. It's It's just, it is what it is, <clears throat> and that leads to him not jumping aggressively. Yeah. Mm. Very, you can see him. When he wants to dunk, you know what he does? He looks down. He looks down to see where, he check his landing.
3: Oh, man. And that's tough. We feel for him in that regard, but it's also. It's um, not a
2: case of like the yip yips. Like he'll still do it, but CJ McCollum did the same thing. hmm. CJ McCollum refused to go into the paint because he knows how bad his feet are. That's a bummer. He gets to that mid paint area and pull up where people aren't so that he can land freely.
3: All right. So you're looking at Detroit, Orlando teams that are going to be sellers. Okay. Um,
2: We've seen the market kind of reset too. Uh, the Rudy Gobert trade is no longer the the last big trade, or the Donovan Mitchell trade is no longer the ba- the last trade everybody has in their mind. Yeah, we just saw Rudy Hachimura traded for salary filler and Kendrick Nunn, and second round picks.
3: All right.
2: like that. Now that that deal is out there,
3: it, yeah, it, we'll revisit that a yeah, little bit later but because that 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 is an interesting one to see, kind of where that one. Where it's is the that resetting
2: goes. of the market. That's what's important. Okay,
3: we'll that a little later, but we've got a massive swing in the AFC Championship next on the fan.